My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Stitchers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Woohoo! I'm just looking at your water bottle. I love your sticker. Yeah, so cute. She's got a Nessie sticker on her water bottle. Representing. It's so cute. It's, I love it. Yeah, I love Nessie. I, I love guess. Nessie. Well, we know. We've talked about Nessie. I know. I could go more and more about and it. Champ yep. and Ellie. Yeah. And who's another one? Uh, There's more. O- Ogobogo. Ogobogo. Yes. <laughs> Ogobogo. Uh, that is not what we're talking about today. No. We are talking about something a little more magical. A little bit more, yes, mysterious. What do you wish for? Oh. If you, well, we can talk about this later when we talk about, we're talking about gens today. <laughs> or genies, same kind of thing. Kind Maybe, of. Kind of. I'll go into little, why. We're going to go into the differences. Yes, why. That's a, that's a kind of a weird correlation. Sorry. Yeah. That, yeah, that's you, okay. Thinking of words. Yeah. Words. Hashtag words. because words. I got to get my brain working now. <laughs> I have the power of editing. I can cut out some of that time and <laughs> space. I do that. If we ever do a live, you guys will see how much editing I do because oh, I can't think of words. And so there's a lot of like space, space, <laughs> space time, the final frontier. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, what's got you in stitches, Angela? Okay. So. I'm going to take you through a very recent event that I just had. So actually yesterday, yesterday, yesterday I had to go to Costco because I purchased tires. So I needed to have them put new tires on my car, which they told me it was going to take about an hour and a half. They were very busy, even though I had an appointment. Oh, it took me about 20 minutes to check in to my appointment. Yes. And then I was there for an additional half hour after that. So all in all, I was there for, let's see, about two and a half hours. Boo. About two and a half hours. So I thought I would take you on a journey with me. Of my two and a half hour trip to Costco. Ooh, ooh, was it was Costco itself really busy? Because it's yes. always busy. It's, it's always busy. I hate it's that. always busy. It doesn't okay. matter what time. It That's was, true. But so this is, you know, I am a antisocial. I'm very introverted. <laughs> I don't want to talk to people. And I don't want people to talk to me. Okay. So this is my life experience going to Costco where there's a million people at all times. Ooh. So I thought I would be prepared and take my crochet bag with me. That's good. Yeah. Pro move number one, take your crochet bag so you don't have to look at people. You have something to keep you busy and occupied. It will make that time go faster. Okay. So that's what I did. So I'm, well, first of all, before I get to my crochet bag, let's talk about me waiting in line for that half hour or 20 minutes before I get checked in. Okay. So I'm waiting in line. There was an angry man in there who had been waiting there for three hours. So I understand his anger. He didn't have an appointment. He was a walk-in. So they kind of take the walk-ins when they can. Sure. And they were very, very busy. So, you know, he... But he needed his car and he was there for three hours and he had a toddler with him. Okay. Why would you the do toddler that? Was, cause I'm sure he didn't think he was going to be there for three hours. But if you're walking in and you know Costco's busy, you know. Yeah. That's well, on him. I don't know. And you're bringing a toddler with I you. I don't know. That's but on him. He was angry. The toddler was angry and tired. And so the toddler's screaming and we're in this tiny little shop. And so it's really loud and echoey. Mm-hmm. And he puts the kid down and the kid tries to run out the doors. 
Okay, so here's dilemma number one for antisocial me. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I always got embarrassed and hated it when I would be out in public and whoever I was with would talk to other people and talk to kids. I'm yep. like, no, th- this is an antisocial person. You know, you don't want to talk to people. You don't want people you're with to talk to strangers. So got it's it. like, nah. right. So uh-huh. you always put that veil up. And I'm like, I don't want people talking to me. I don't want any human interaction, <laughs> but the toddler me. is trying to escape. Okay. So me as a mom, right? do I step in and it's help? like your motherly instincts. Right. Do okay. I step in and help, which is going against my instincts of being like, nope, don't see, don't do anything. Don't right. try to help. Just stay out of it. So I did step in and help and okay. I was trying to help the little boy and I was like, oh no, buddy, let's stay here. Do you want to look at pictures on my phone? Do you want to like see what else I have in my purse? I'm like trying to keep him entertained. I'm like, do you want a crochet? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm trying to help and the dad is angry and he doesn't say thank you or anything. I have no idea if he was happy that I was trying to help or if he was mad that I was trying to help. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But he dealt with the people and eventually snatched up a son and left. But I was like, okay, I think I helped. But that was like dilemma number one. <laughs> so everything in my brain is like, don't do anything. And then I'm like, but I got it because I'm a mom. You know, I can't let this little kid run around. Right. In a Costco parking lot. Right. That's not you're be you're trying to help. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so that was <laughs> hurdle number one for me. Hurdle number two came after I was already checked in and I decided to go sit down in the food court area and I pulled out my crochet bag and I'm working on a project. So here I am sitting there crocheting and doing my thing. And then I look up and there's a crowd standing around me just watching me crochet. <laughs> you kidding me? No. I love it. They're like I was so like, intrigued. I was like, uh. <laughs> you, go, I, you know, I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm antisocial. And I just kind of was like, hi. And so I smiled and they're like, you're so good at that. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And, and then this one man just starts launching into how his, his mom crocheted and I'm Aww. bringing back happy memories for him and I'm like oh that's wonderful I'm like I have no idea what to say to you because I'm just trying to be invisible (laughs) I'm I'm here doing this thing by myself (laughs) leave me alone I'm trying to be invisible so eventually after I smiled enough at him and was like yeah that's exciting yay and you know whatever um he went off to eat his hot dog I threw all my stuff back in my my crochet bag and I'm like okay now I'm gonna go in the store (laughs) (laughs) leave me alone so I'm in the store and I'm walking around Costco and and you know picking up odds and ends and things that you know you need mm-hmm. you never need that much stuff at Costco but, unless you, you like know. are feeding a football team sure yeah so okay. anyway so I'm walking around and buying stuff and um then I run into some of my husband's co-workers or somebody that works for my husband and his father who retired from the firm and was a partner at the firm. So partner with my husband and then his son. Right. So okay. I'm walking around. I don't notice them. They stop me and they're like, well, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, oh. hi. <laughs> Random stranger. Oh, wait. Okay. I'm like, OK, I'm running into my husband's, you know, like associates. And I'm like, OK, oh, everything's <laughs> cool. What do I so say? So that's another like awkward moment for me who is antisocial and don't want to talk to people. That's fine. So my trip to Costco trying to avoid talking to any people did not go as planned. Not successful. <laughs> 
man but yeah no. i i hate at costco when you're shopping and people are on your heels and you're like dude just oh my get gosh. off me bro there was this person that i was like are they going to attack me because yes. every turn that i took they were right behind yes. me and they insisted on walking right, right behind, behind you me yeah the whole time was it they with didn't a cart have, no Ugh. this person did not have a cart and they were and i would like try to move a little bit and they would move to go right behind me i was like what was it like a family or is it just a person just a person that's like they're gonna rob me i would turn around and just stare at them at that point i I know i'm antisocial, but i'd be like yeah back off yeah give me my bubble there's no reason for you to be walking up and down the condiment aisle with me like what are you doing that's creepy (laughs) so eventually they left but i was like why and i was purposefully just zigzagging through the aisles because i didn't have anything else to do i'm yeah. just waiting for my yeah, car you're just hanging out and i was like wow that's this annoying is, yeah i hate people yeah <laughs> <laughs> but we love you stitchers <laughs> no yeah we love you too no 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 you, don't get me wrong i feel you though i just I, I definitely feel you when you're out trying to do something and you just want to avoid everybody yeah and you're just trying to do your thing yeah, yeah. and it doesn't and the universe won't let you yeah yeah, yeah. that's it's how just, i feel you know, too it's so funny it's just like me trying to be my anti-social <laughs> self and it just didn't happen for me didn't work yesterday <laughs> there the universe had other plans yeah for you. so what has you in stitches nicole what's got me in stitches yes what has you in stitches so recently we went back up to washington state and um, i have not seen dave matthews bandit for all of you that don't know this i am a huge dave fan and that's actually where my husband proposed to me. Oh, yeah, at a Dave so Matthews concert. At, at a Dave Matthews concert. The caravan that was really cool with a bunch of different acts and like a three-day concert, which was really cool. But um, they always play every year on Labor Day weekend at the Gorge at George in yes, Washington. Yes. And so funny story, last year we were supposed to go to celebrate our 10-year and my little one comes home with COVID the day before we were supposed to leave. Oh, yeah, I yeah. remember that. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, that sucked. Um, and then we all got COVID. So yeah. this is our makeup trip and it was really fun. I had a really good time. It was a, the best concert with the best set ever and we just had so much fun and everything was successful. My kids got to see my family. They were so happy. So it was a really fun trip. Um, summer in Washington is the best, by the way. Yeah. FYI. Yeah. It tricks people. Yeah. They're like, oh, Washington's so awesome. Because it's, it's beautiful. It's so green. Yes. The weather is gorgeous. It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there is a big divide between the west side of the mountains in Washington state and the east side. Because the east side. East side's does Or no. Yeah. East side's desert. Yeah, yeah. It's like hot. It's always like it's a lot warmer. But the west side is rainy and cold right yeah, yeah so that was the fun part was when we were coming back we stopped in this little cute town it's like this little german town called leavenworth <gasps> yeah. i tried to go to leavenworth one time but yeah. it was snowing oh, and so we didn't have hard. Yeah, tire the, chains yeah. yeah to get over the pass yeah. so it was gorgeous it was actually we thought it was going to be rainy it was sunny and we got a you know good time exploring leavenworth for a few hours and then what was funny was we got over the mountains and sure enough it was raining <laughs> it was like gray and rainy so that's washington in a nutshell for you and um it's gorgeous. You have to visit, but it is, you know, warning 10 months out of the year, gray and drizzly. Yes. 
So it can get pretty depressing. Yeah. My younger sister, Becca. Hey, Becca. Hey, Becca. She used to live in Washington. She lived in Kirkland, you know, home of Costco. Yes. Yeah. It was so cute. She had this beautiful condo just right off of the water there. Oh, that's a really gorgeous area. It was so cute. I was like, oh, I love this. I want to live here. But she would get the seasonal depression disorder. Yeah. Yeah. You got to take so much vitamin D. And I didn't know that at that time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, take your vitamin D if you live in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> My other sister, shout out to Heather. Woo! She lives there as well. So we have this whole Washington connection. I love that. She lives in this in a different part of the Seattle area. It's all part of the Seattle area. Yeah. It's really spread and out. And she lives in the mountains and it's so pretty. Yeah. I, I don't get to go visit Aww. as much as I want to, but yeah. I always like I've been there in the winter. I've been there in the summer. I've loved it every time, but I haven't lived there full time. So yes. I haven't experienced the whole like, even though I love the gray weather when it happens because here. Because we don't I'm get it here like, very oh, often. Oh, so nice. Yes. We had a couple of days of it this past week and I was like, yay. Yeah. And then, but we're back into the hundreds. Yeah. For the weekend. <laughs> but yeah. then hopefully it gets back because I'm really excited for spooky season because that's around the corner. Spooky season. Speaking of a trip to Costco. Oh. They had Christmas decorations out. No. Yes, they Shut did. Up. No. Yes, they did. No. Costco, yes. you're evil. I know. That's not cool. <laughs> Halloween hasn't even started yet. We haven't even, as of recording this, we haven't even hit mid-September yet. Yeah. And Costco has Messed Christmas up. decorations out. That makes I know. me so unhappy. <laughs> Your face right now. Because Halloween's the best. And they, yeah, all, it they always skip gets, Halloween. Yeah. Like they don't get a little bit. I didn't see any costumes out anymore. They had none of that. They had candy. Me. They had some Halloween candy that you could still buy. Dude, it's but not as even fall October. as fall decor, I didn't see any fall decor, any fall anything. I think I saw some some doormats that were on sale for like eight bucks. So yay. Nice big doormats. I was like, well, I should buy one of these. And I'm like, no, stop with the impulse buying. <laughs> That's what I would do if I were just sitting there. That's how bad it would be. But, but yeah, we're decorating for Halloween pretty soon here. And no, you cannot skip Halloween. Yeah. We're probably going to be decorating this weekend. Good. I love Hall- I love fall decor. I love decorating for fall. I'm going to make a little fall crochet. Thing yay. To hang on Your mat. Over there. Yeah. Good. My little mat. Good, good, good. <laughs> awesome. But anyway, yeah, we're back and now it's hot. So yeah, California. <laughs> <laughs> but this week's episode is so cool. I can't wait to get to this week's episode. And I have the cutest, coolest little thing that I'm, it's not little. No, but, it's not um, little. I made for my son for his birthday. So happy birthday, son. Has and he not, he hasn't seen it yet, right? He has no idea. Good. Yeah, he has okay. no idea. So let's uh, get stitching so we can talk about it. Yay. Okay, Stitchers. So for this week's Stitch, I made a Tony Tony Chopper hat. It's so freaking <laughs> cool, guys. If you don't know, what's Tony Tony Chopper? So Tony Tony Chopper is a character from the manga One Piece. Mm-hmm. And my kids are obsessed with One Piece. We just started watching the Netflix. The, yes, What'd it's you think? good. You like it? I'm enjoying it. Yeah, okay. it's fun. I'm watching it. And I'm just like, what? How does that happen? The kids are like, it's one piece. And they just think it's hilarious. And they're, love t- it. they're talking all the way through it because they know what's going what's on. Going on. So it's really based and on the comics. Like, yeah. And they're like, well, yes, okay. but things are different. And they're like, oh, that's different. And that's oh, so they're pointing so, out all okay. the differences and stuff. 
but yeah, they're loving it and they're having so much fun and then they're laughing at little inside jokes and my husband and I are like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I have no idea what's going on, but it's been fun watching it with them. They love it. They're obsessed with it. My son's favorite character is Tony, Tony Chopper, who is this like little deer, deer like character. I don't know. I have, we haven't, Tony doesn't show up in uh, the one piece on Netflix yet because they haven't gotten to that part of the story. But anyway, I decided for his birthday, because his birthday is coming up, I was going to make this hat and surprise him. So I found this hat. It is a purchase pattern, but it was five bucks. So I purchased it, I think, on Etsy. Okay. um, From hookedbykimmy.com. Hookedbykimmy, K-I-M-I dot com. Okay. Kimmy. And the instructions are really easy to follow. The hardest thing that I found about this was, was trying to get the right color yarn. Um, she makes, so Tony, there's controversy over what color Tony's hat is because in the anime, it's like a red color, right? In the anime, it's, it interprets itself as red, but it's also like, it's a really light red. So it's kind of like a pink color. Yeah. So you can interpret it as pink Pink or or red. red. Okay. So my I went with this um, wine color, burgundy color. So it's a bridge between the pink and the red for for my hat. And nice. we'll, we'll take pictures and, and send it to you guys. Of course. But it was a really easy pattern. I did it in two days and it was a really easy hat to make. And um, it's so fun and it's so soft. This is my first time working with, it's, it calls for burnout blanket yarn Mm -hmm. so it's really a nice thick yarn I was using size like nine and ten hooks yeah so really big hooks nice and really thick yarn how long did it take you like a day and a half it was really fast well you're a fast crochet (laughs) well and you know it it follows the amigurumi principle so it's all single crochet so you know it's oh that's true it's really easy to work up good and do the rows and stuff you aren't doing any fancy kind of stitches there are there are a couple of different stitches that you not different stitches but different ways that you have to crochet together Mm. some things um like the antlers the antlers look the most complicated yeah the antlers are interesting because you make two tubes and then you stitch them together Mm -hmm. and then you stitch them on another tube so it's really like three pieces that are sewn together Got it. To make the antler. That's so cool. But that is the most complicated part. Is yeah, it does look like it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's it's so cool. I can't wait to give it to him. He's going to freak yeah, out. Yeah, I, I I can see that. It's perfect. Yeah. Good so, job. Yay! Yay! Tony Tony Chopper. Yeah. Do you guys all watch One Piece? Let us know. Yeah. If you I don't. <laughs> if, if you watch One Piece or, or know read One about Piece it, or yeah. Read the manga. We we bought them the they come in treasure chests so you can buy treasure chests that have I think it's like a whole um, series of where they are in the world. Oh, so they kind of come in like big chapter or big story arc things. So the first treasure box is volumes one through 23. So there are 23 volumes. That's cool. In each treasure box. We have two treasure boxes. They'll probably get the third one for Christmas this year. Oh, because they the treasure boxes are not cheap. No, but I was gonna you say that's twenty three volumes. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like hundred and twenty five bucks or something Holy like that. Holy cow! Amazon. Okay. Yeah, 
But, you know, it's still 23 volumes. Usually one of these books is like 10 bucks. Right, so it's a right, good right, deal, right. but it's just like a big chunk of change. You all, know, at all at once. Yeah, that's a good Christmas present. And the first treasure box we bought, the kids just went through it like that oh, so fast. Good. And we're like, oh my gosh, you guys, we thought this would at least take, you know, a the summer. Two, we least. thought, yeah, we, we bought it for summer reading. We're like, it's going to take the summer. No. no. <laughs> like kids two, read three days. so quick. So fast. And they love it. So, good. yeah, well, that's they're, good. they're really into it. So, yay, One Piece. So, if you guys read One Piece or know One Piece, let us know. There yeah, are yeah. over a thousand volumes Holy of One Piece yeah, or chapters or something. Yeah. So, One Piece is the second longest running um, manga series. Wow, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. That's I don't know so what the cool. longest one is. Maybe My Hero Academia. That one's long too. I don't know much about the manga world. So. I don't either. I'm learning <laughs> as I go. <laughs> But yeah, very cool. Yeah, we'll have to post. We'll definitely post images on our social media because this thing is insane. Like, I love it. I hope he wears it all it's the time. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to wear it all the time and it's going to have a place of honor. See, you're just going to be our hat person now. You know that, right? Oh, I just make hats. <laughs> That's what I do. Because <laughs> you're so good at it. Aww. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. All right. Enough talking about manga and Tony Tony Chopper. <laughs> Let's dive in to the wonderful magical world of gins. Yay. Do you have a wish? What's your wish? Ooh. Ooh. It's story time. <laughs> it's funny i'm gonna talk about it but gin have nothing to do with wishes <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, but so all of it. that is like i'll be us yeah oh that's funny yeah so story time was about gin today now a lot of this i'm gonna talk about the history of gin okay and it is pretty extensive so i'm trying to pare it down i'm sorry that it's going to be very a lot shorter than it should be I'm also going to talk about true stories. Okay. Ooh. Yes. Okay. And then my final piece today. So hopefully this isn't too long for y'all, but there's this book I read mm -hmm. and I, my opinion is I think it's a gin. Okay. 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 So you'll I'm come ready. along with me I'm on this ready. story time. All right. So first of all, when you hear stories of people being haunted, we can typically break down the categories, right? So, yeah. and I talked about this in the haunted California houses. So the first one, right, it's uh, the residual hauntings, right? right. Mm -hmm. Emotionally charged event from the past is recreated over and over as if stuck in a time loop. And sometimes they're mundane, but obviously it was an important part of that past soul's life. Right. Then there are intelligent hauntings, right? Where you may feel a touch or a tug on your clothing or something moving or footsteps. So there's an interactive. Exactly. And that. it's not always huge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But you'll. A little tug on your skirt yes. as you're walking down the street in exactly. front of the waiting house. <laughs> hey, yo. Now, then you've got poltergeist. Yes. Now, I will probably dive into poltergeist at some point. Yes. But there's the theory that poltergeist cases are typically attached to young teenage females. Did you know that? No, but it makes sense because that's a lot of their energy is unfocused and they're open to a lot of. Right. They're just open. They're more yes. Open. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. But um, there's not very many poltergeist cases out there. But like I said, the ones that I'll maybe talk about in the future 
it's usually around a, f- a family and it's usually around a female and it's usually the same things over and over again and you can't leave them right um they follow the girl mm-hmm. but sometimes these poltergeist cases the ones where it's like so intelligent like where the one the cases just like in the poltergeist movie where you look away and then you look back and your chairs are stacked up all crazy oh yeah cupboards are (laughs) wide open things Uh are flying things are moving i think those are gin oh because they're more intelligent they are very intelligent beings and they're invisible so let's talk about gin okay okay now there are a few different paths on how you can see one from wikipedia gin are very old ancient creatures that date back to pre-islamic arabia and later in islamic culture and beliefs they were in the quran and even in pre-islamic literature that dates back to the seventh century the term jinn is not even Arabic, but of Aramaic origin, denoting demonized pagan deities. Oh. It's crazy. So they're tied to the religion, though, of Islamic folklore. And Islam acknowledged spirits from other religions and was able to adapt them during its expansion. So even though jinn are surrounded in the early religion, they are recognized in several pagan beliefs integrated into Islam. Okay. Now, although the Quran condemns the pre-Islamic Arabian practice of worshiping or seeking protection from them, some believe that jinn were indeed malevolent beings. Uh Uh-oh. Now, usually jinn are invisible. Okay. Um, They were made from fire. So they they were human in their beliefs. Humans were made from clay and jinn were made from fire, smoke and fire. Okay. Yeah. And they can change at will. The favorable, apparently, is the snake form. Ooh. But they can also appear as scorpions, lizards, or even as humans. Sometimes if they seek revenge, they'll inhabit the assailant's body and refuse to leave unless an exorcism is performed. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So the thing with the snake and the scorpion reminds me of that movie Sinister with Ethan Hawke. Yes. Right? Do you get what I'm saying? I wonder if that creature, creature because it was a malevolent creature, if that was a djinn. Well... So to me, I think as you're saying that is that jinn and demons have kind of an intertwined title. Yes, that makes sense now. Right. Yeah. That's really funny because I thought jinns were like genies. Good, right? Yeah. No. Well, not good. I didn't I didn't oh, think okay. they were good. I thought they were like genies, but I thought they were a malevolent version of genies. So okay. they're more mischief mischievous. mischievous. They can be for sure. And so and I thought it was all tied to wishes. No. And which I'm gonna go into interesting. why that's that's a total total lie. Okay. okay. But uh, yeah, so a commonly held belief is that jinn cannot harm someone who wears something with the name of God written upon it. So again, there's that kind of correlation with demons. In the pre-Islamic era, it was also thought that even though the powers of the jinn exceeded those of humans, it was conceivable that a man could kill a jinn or genie singular form. And um, I'll talk about that too, in single combat. Now, I like this from Wikipedia. According to the Asherites, the existence of jinn and demons cannot be proven or falsified because arguments concerning the existence of such entities are beyond human comprehension. I like that. Right? That's true. I think that's like a lot of things that are supernatural and paranormal. Adepts of Ashari theology explain that jinn are invisible to humans because humans lack the appropriate sensory organs to envision them. (laughs) 
Huh. Interesting. There you go. Now, throughout time, the idea of the jinn has varied and changed. And even modern theories of the jinn from pre-Islamic believe that jinn was actually real diseases since they strongly believe it affected mental health. Oh, okay. interesting. Yes. And in Egypt, there's a belief that a jinn attack is really sleep paralysis, which I'm actually going to talk about a story who believes that it was not sleep paralysis. So okay. Okay. people thought that was very interchangeable. Right. Okay. okay. Now, jinns are seen across religions, as I mentioned before. In Buddhism, you have spiritual entities that are subject to the human cycle of life. And in Christianity, jinn are the children of Lilith and devils. So they do share those similar qualities of to humans like eating procreation and dying but also share qualities of devils such as flying invisibility and passing through solid substances oh. so it's crazy there's yeah. there's these little nuances that we share with them but they are definitely higher beings in that spectrum right okay now on the britannica website it is stated that jinn delight in punishing humans for any harm done to them intentionally or unintentionally and there are classes of jinn, ghoul, oh, ghouls. treacherous spirits of changing shape, ghouls, right? Mm-hmm. If, um, ifrit, diabolical evil spirits, and sila, treacherous spirits of invariable form. So there are classes of jinn. Interesting. Yeah. I'm learning so much. I know, me too. <laughs> this is exciting. Yeah. Then from the CSAT Daily website, it mentions that jinn are a species of intelligent creatures who were f- created by Allah from an intense, smokeless fire, like I said before. Okay. They exist in the unseen realm of creation, another dimension without physical or material form. Many jinn are merely creatures like any other animal, but Satan or Iblis this is another name, is the leader of the evil jinn. Okay. So if you hear that name, Iblis. Iblis yeah, is Satan. Is basically Satan. Okay. It also goes on to say, many people have encountered ghosts or poltergeists with the appearance of dead loved ones or people from the past. Many other people witness aliens and UFOs, which they think are creatures from another planet. This is to them, okay? This okay. is their opinion. Yeah. In reality, these experiences are caused by mischievous jinn who take on these forms as a trick. Like human beings, there are good and evil jinn. They can choose to have faith in Allah and perform good deeds or to disbelieve in Allah and follow the commands of their chief, Satan. Hmm. See, there's so many interpretations, right? right? Yeah. And, and then, okay, so the singular term genie that I mentioned earlier, right? Genie, genie, references in Aladdin's Lamp from 1001 Nights as well as other fictional works. So speaking of, why are jinn associated with wishes? Yes. This stemmed from the story, 1001 Nights, okay? Oh. This, that book, the story, this fable yeah. came out centuries like it was a what was it again seventh century eighth century uh-huh. like a long time ago so people kind of took that and ran with it and go oh this is what a genie gen, yeah. yeah a genie story time wishes yes okay just because this one particular gen granted wishes, wishes for this one character yes. in this one story yes all of our knowledge came from that. Correct. Wow. But <laughs> Western civilization. Yes. yes. So the Eastern civilization or East in their, the pre the Islamic, they know what jinn are. They're very right. knowledgeable. So they're like laughing at us. Yes. Going, oh, it's so not wrong. genies. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'm a genie in a bottle. <laughs> gotta rub me the right way. There you go. See? Exactly. <laughs> now, um, 
across the interwebs. I like that word. Okay. Interwebs. There are sites that have collected many gin stories from real people. So like I said before, we're going to go into a few of those. Okay. I grew up in an Arab household with many Arab family friends. So I've heard many scary gin stories. A family friend of mine claimed that she went to bed one night and her whole house was a mess. By the time she woke up, her whole house was clean. <laughs> That's not your gin, honey. That's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, that freaked me out when I was little. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the it's mom. mom. Every night, I made sure that my room was clean so that gins wouldn't clean it for me. Oh, I love that. Yep. <laughs> Nowadays, being a wife and a full-time college student, I could only pray that a gin would clean my house for me. And what the heck, cook dinner as well. Uh, just call your mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Say thanks, mom. <laughs> oh, fun times, right? Uh, my husband and I used to joke when we were dating that like some fairies would come magically clean the house, and it's always me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it was a magical fairy that came and like did all the yeah. laundry and cleaned the house. Oh and- <laughs> my gosh, I'll have to show you. I think it's a college humor video uh-huh. where it's the same thing where it's like um, the 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 wife of this guy. He's like she's fed up with him because he won't do anything. He doesn't clean. She's constantly cleaning. She's uh-huh, trying, you know, uh-huh. and she's like, I'm gonna leave. He's like, No, I gotta t- I gotta show you something. He's like, Every night this table just cleans itself. I'll put things on it. <laughs> And I'll wake up and it's gone. And she's like fuming because he's so in belief that it's magical. (laughs) And he does the same. He's like, the fridge. Uh The fridge is, it's always empty when I leave it. And then I'll open it and it's full. (laughs) (laughs) The dishes. He's like, it's like, I'm, it's like, you need to, you need to witness this. And she's like, she basically leaves. It's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so funny. There you go. Uh, okay. Next one. So apparently in Saudi, my aunt lived in a house that was always being visited by a particular jinn who used to annoy her family. Once she was laying in bed at night with her husband. She felt that something was off. And when she left the room, she found her husband watching TV on the couch. When they went back to the bedroom to confront the jinn, it just laughed and went away. (laughs) So again, it's not like, it just wants to play with us apparently. Yeah. A few years ago, when I was on my third trimester of pregnancy, I would only be able to fall asleep when dawn came. Just as I was about to fall asleep one night, I felt pressure on the end of my bed near my feet as if someone very heavy sat on the bed, which was weird because I didn't even hear anyone come into the room. No creaking door, no footsteps. Just then, an eerie voice spoke straight into my mind. The language was unintelligible and distorted. I knew it wasn't human. But to my surprise, I understood what it was trying to say. My brain processed it easily as if I had learned the language somewhere in the past. It asked me to pray my morning prayer. I was too sleepy and too scared to actually open my eyes. What if its face was suddenly right in front of my nose? (laughs) Right, yeah. Yep. So I responded in my head, communicating without actually opening my mouth to say a word. Later, please. I'm so tired. I didn't get to sleep. After I said so, the weight on the end of my bed lifted. The air, which was previously heavy with presence, became light and clear. I opened my eyes a little and saw the earliest morning light gleam through my window. My door stood still. No one came in or out. I fell back to sleep. Oh, well, that's interesting. So, again, these aren't like crazy tales, but yeah. these are people who heavily believe in gin. Mm-hmm. You're going to like this one. Okay. Someone posted about a story how when his maternal grandmother was on her deathbed, a cat started to appear in their home. The cat would even appear in the home when all the doors and windows were closed. It had a really bad smell and a very (laughs) dirty coat. And whenever... I'm I'm, I'm hitting her because she knows what I... 
we have our telepathy going on. Yep. She knows why I'm here. I know. <laughs> and that's why I said you like this. And whenever uh-huh. someone recited a holy verse from the Quran, it would vanish. Mm-hmm. After the grandmother passed away, the cat would still appear. And the few times that it did, everyone in the house fell sick. <gasps> it's the cat. It's the cat. It's the cat. What was it called? What was the cat called? Yeah, oh, I'm freaking out. I can't remember what the cat is called. But you guys know. You were listening. You know. We talked about this. Like. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've had a lot of coffee. <laughs> I love it. She just, she kept hitting me the I whole know. time. What is the cat called though? I forgot. <laughs> is it a, oh my God. But it's the cat. You it's guys cat. know. It's, it's the, it's the cat that comes in and when you're, when people are dying yes. and it smells like sulfur. Yes. And yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the Japanese <gasps> thing. The Japanese I forgot thing. the cat. It's an evil I'm cat. I'm looking it up. Evil monster cat. We're going to take a break and find Hold it. Hold on. It's the Bakaneko. <laughs> the monster cat in Japanese. See, but it shares the commonality of, you know, that we talk about how cool that is, right? We have different words and terms for different creatures. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah. So maybe the Bakaneko is a djinn. Oh, that's crazy. The Bakaneko. Bakaneko. It, oh, oh, oh. I'm excited. I love it when this happens. When two different cultures. Yes. See? That have nothing to do with each other, yep. have a shared experience, have different names for it, mm-hmm. different understandings of it, but it is a shared experience. Yep. So it ha- that like is proof to me that that is real because yeah. it's like how in the world would two different cultures that have nothing to do with each other completely oblivious to mm-hmm. who each other are probably right. at this point when these cats are coming yeah. out. And they just kind of create their own... Uh, names and, and mythology around it. them yeah. but it's the same thing that's same happening thing. oh so cool same thing next one my great uncle went to visit his cousins in india his cousins told him that since it was summertime and they would all sleep in the courtyard together however they told him he wasn't allowed to place his bedding in a particular corner Uh-oh. apparently a gin slept there and strange <laughs> things happened if anyone disturbs that corner my great uncle said it was nonsense and decided to sleep there anyway one night he woke up on the other side of the court. <laughs> he laughed at first and thought it was his cousins who were pranking yeah. him and decided to sleep there again. The following night, the same thing happens. So he left a note next to his pillow saying, stop pranking me. I know there is no gin. That night, he said he was pushed off his bed and his bedding was thrown to the other side. A note was thrown into his lap, which said, I sleep here. The scary part is it wasn't that dark and there was no one there. <laughs> don't mess with the gin man I, these gin are cracking me up i love it because they're mischievous yeah. they don't they want to do what they, they're kind of in our world too so they're yeah. gonna be like no. it's not like it's not anything it's they're just like grumpy cats <laughs> <laughs> like it's not anything that's like too bad they're well, just like yeah not yet not we haven't yet gotten to those stories my yet. last one i'm gonna get to oh, okay it's gonna freak you out all right um one more before we do get into that Okay. This is a true story, a true short story, which I experienced when I was asleep one night and I thought that I would die in my sleep. Oh no. Before this experience, I only heard other people's experiences and did not really believe in what some gins can really do to harm human beings. But I know what good some gins can do to help human beings. 
Like human beings, jinns are good and bad. Jinns are made of smokeless fire, while humans are made of clay, according to Islam. So Mm -hmm. he's just recapping. This short story is based on an Islamic experience, but I think non-Muslims may experience it too. I have been advised that it is sleep paralysis, but I don't believe in sleep paralysis. I believe that jinns live among us and mess around with us to make fun of us humans and have a laugh. In deep sleep... I could feel my breathing becoming slow and prolonged under the thick duvet on a cold winter's night. I felt very comfortable and not disturbed in my peaceful sleep, which does not happen regularly. Falling into deeper sleep, I started to dream, or I thought I was starting to dream. With my eyes suddenly opening and looking at the bedroom ceiling, I could see myself on the ceiling like a mirror reflection. Ooh, astral projection. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, my view changed to see myself in bed sleeping at that point my view did not change but I was floating from the ceiling down to the floor and standing against the bedroom wall opposite to my bed pointing towards my conscious body in bed I started laughing and at the same time I could feel myself in bed and leaning against the bedroom wall I thought to myself that this is a very odd dream something I'd never experienced before The weirdest thing was I was not able to move, speak, or even try to wake up, or I thought I was asleep when in fact I was probably awake. All this was happening so smoothly, there was no opportunity for me to think what is actually happening to me. The visions ended and I was back in bed asleep thinking it's all over, but to my surprise, I could feel pressure on my chest, pressure that was becoming unbearably slow, slow, finding it difficult to breathe. Feeling my heartbeat slow down, I tried to move the duvet cover off my chest to allow me to take a breath and wake up, but to no avail. Concentrating on my breathing, I could not carry out the simple task and could feel being strangled around my neck. My consciousness fading away, I thought I would be strangled to death and it was becoming inevitable that I would die. I thought to myself that I am dying and started shouting and screaming so that my, I started to shout and scream so my uncle and aunt would wake up and come running into my room to help me fight off what I knew now was a djinn attacking me. Usually when I cough or talk in a normal tone, they can hear me or I can hear them coughing and talking from their room. I could not understand why they weren't acknowledging my screaming and shouting for help. I tried to concentrate on the next room and could hear my uncle and aunt snoring and thought this was a genuine attack of the djinn and I have to do something to fight it off by myself or else I would be strangled to death. Dying in my sleep didn't seem too bad at that point because I had lived a life I was happy no. with and achieved some things I w- what I wanted. If I die now, I will die with a smile on my face. But why should I give up and lose this fight with the djinn? Yeah, don't don't roll over don't and do die. It. Yeah. My mind is still slightly conscious, but I cannot open my mouth. And even if I thought I could and shouted and screamed, there is no one in the world who could help me right now. Not even my uncle and aunt who are sleeping peacefully in the next room. If it is my time to die, I might as well die as a Muslim. And the last words before death as a Muslim should be said, the Kalima. There is no chance left for me to live or fight off the jinn, which was winning its battle to kill me by sitting on my chest and strangling me to death. My breathing stops, but I can still think. So I'm going to summarize this. He starts to um, chant the words uh, for Allah. Of the, okay. of the prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then slowly I could feel my chest becoming lighter and the strangle easing off. This is working. Even if I die now, I know God willing, I will go to heaven. Uh, so he's saying again, he's saying yeah, again. Yeah, you say the prayer. Yep. Because the jinn have to respond to the God and yes. respond to prayer. Yeah. The jinn completely let go of my neck and the pressure was totally off my chest. I breathed out and took a very deep breath in, opened my eyes, started to move and felt very wet. My whole body was sweaty and my oh. breathing restored back to normal. He's alive. 
His uncle and aunt were still asleep, snoring, and he thanked Allah, and he prayed till sunrise. Now, I want to dive into what happened to the Moffat family back in the 80s and 90s. This book is called Unwelcome, the True Story of the Moffat Family Haunting, and it got a little wet. Dang it. Um, (laughs) I was like, oh, that's just, it's from my, like, cleaner thing that I left in my backpack. But anyway, this is by Deborah Moffat. You know what's cool about this is I just heard Bloomhouse picked this up for a movie. <gasps> yeah, that's how crazy it is. Okay. Now, I'm going to go back to the start. I'm not going to tell you the whole book, obviously, because I want you to read it. Okay. Um, but I'm going to tell you all these things that you think about what I talked about with the gin. Okay. And then yes. I will go in the end about why I think. It's a gin and not poltergeist. I think it's a gin and not a demon. A demon. They call it a demon. Okay. Okay. So Deborah, Mo- uh, her name wasn't Moffat back then, but Deborah met Bill Moffat in 1986 through a magazine want ad column where someone was looking for tape shows of professional wrestling in LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. While Deborah or Debbie is how she goes by in the, in the book was in New York. She watched professional wrestling and taped them with her brother, so she began corresponding with him, and soon they fell in love across the country. Aww. Yeah. Bill mentioned, though, his grandfather, Andre Cuccia, was a member of the Costa Nostra families in Cali, a.k.a. the Sicilian Mafia. Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> now, because of this, Bill's mother, Lee, was very religious and ashamed of her father's life choice. She prayed for him and the things that the family did constantly. And Bill's father, whose name is Bill Sr. was not very easy to get along with. He was very sarcastic and brash and insulting, negative about everything. Oh, no. Even later, this is mentioned in the book, that she found out Bill Bill Sr. cheated on Lee throughout their marriage, argued with her in drunken rants, and even verbally and physically abused her. Yet, Lee stood by him and made excuses for him. Oh, Lee, no. So that paints the picture of Uh Bill Sr., Lee, and then there's Bill right. Jr. Stuck in the middle of all this. Right. But absorbing everything that's happening in his family. Yes. So got it. Okay. But Debbie fell really hard for Bill and they did get married. She ended up moving out to L.A. for him. Lee's grandfather owned a huge lot of land in Rancho Cucamonga. And they gave he gave the lot of land to Lee as well as a, a part of the lot to his other daughter, Cora. When Cora and her husband passed away, her lot and house was given to Bill in the early 1980s. The other home on the lot was Lee's grandfather's home. So there was a total of three homes on the property. Mm -hmm. Now, Dominica, that was Lee's mom, still lived in her home prior to Bill and Debbie's marriage, but she suffered a stroke that required a live-in assistant. They hired Juanita. But Debbie basically said Juanita got sus and wouldn't allow anyone in (laughs) because Dominica was asleep or recovering. Okay. Mm -hmm. One night she had to be rushed to the hospital, Dominica. And when Juanita, she wasn't there, found out she acted even more sus. So Dominica passes away in the hospital. A night or two afterwards, Juanita was in Dominica's home and came running out screaming. Debbie witnessed a big ball of light exiting the home. Juanita warned Lee never to enter the home as there was something in there. She was picked up by a friend and they never saw her again. Later, they had to go into the house to clean it, right? Mm-hmm. But what they saw was crazy. It was said there was, quote unquote, broken rosary beads, blood stains, feathers, and melted candles. It leads the reader to think the paranormal activity that started was connected to Juanita. 
Well, yeah. She was. So I think Juanita was performing some uh, crazy voodoo like religious mm-hmm. kind of tied together things. Right. And why she wasn't letting anybody go see Dominica. Exactly. Not cool. And like, why was she there after Dominica passed away? I don't know. She shouldn't have been there. Was she, was she, wait, she was a living? She was the living assistant. Okay. So, so she's she was probably still just still kind living of, there, yeah. getting her stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I think she, I think she didn't want to leave because this was a job and this was a home and it was nice. And then if Dominica passed away, yeah. So what would she do? Right. Was she trying to, I think she was either trying to keep Dominica alive mm-hmm. through, through ritual and rituals mm-hmm. and yeah. Or sacrifices something it sounds like it was some sacrifice know, kind of like santeria yes, kind of stuff exactly going on. yeah okay but yeah i don't practice santeria <laughs> i ain't got no crystal balls she didn't okay so then bill and debbie decided to rent out the home bill inherited just a room and access to the house while they kept the basement to store bill's sport paraphernalia so this is the house that Bill and Debbie were kind of living in. And they went out and lived with Lee and Bill Sr. Okay. Okay. So there's the three properties still, right? Yeah. And things were good until they went to check on the sports stuff in the basement. And what they found was shocking. Mm. Now note the room was locked and Bill had the only key. Okay. All of Bill's baseball bobbleheads were on the floor upright in the shape of a triangle. Okay. <laughs> They confronted the renter and he said he knew nothing of what was in that room. This guy in the book they talk about, he just like was worked at Circle K and he was just like doing his thing. Yeah. He said he was never home. He was just working. He'd come home showering and yeah. Yeah. Didn't even know what was in the basement. Right. Okay. okay. And he didn't have a key. No, didn't so have a key. Go yeah. in there anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Bill and Debbie, like I said, were living with Lee and Bill Sr. And strange things started to appear on Lee's chest where she held her religious statues. Again, Lee was very religious, right? Right. But things started showing up. Jewelry, socks, and receipts began to manifest. And they realized the paraphernalia was a tenant in Bill's home. So it was his stuff. Just So the Circle K guy's stuff started showing up at Lee's house. On her religious chest. <laughs> out of nowhere. Maybe the Circle K guy had like more to him. <laughs> Could be. I just shower I'm here. I just shower here. Yeah. yeah. No. So mm. they didn't want to tell this tenant because they would seem like they were stealing his stuff. Right. Oh, that's So funny. what they would do is when the tenant was at work, they went snuck back into home, returned things back to where they th- they naturally think they came from. Okay? <laughs> the Circle K guy's probably like, like going what's crazy. What's happening? Like, yeah. Like he'll wake Where's up in the morning. He's like, why do I only have one sock? Yeah. Where's, <laughs> I need another sock. Where's my sock? And right? then the next day it's like. It's or he there. comes home later and it's there and he's yeah. like, ah, nope. that, okay. That would so, drive me crazy. A super quick side note story. Yeah. My siblings, I have two older siblings. They used to do that to me. That's I right. You these, told me that. Yeah. Right? Your so shoes I had would these, disappear. Yeah. I had these red shoes that I had to wear all the time because I loved them. Yeah. And when it was time to go to church, one would magically be gone, just gone. It's a gin. And then they wouldn't <laughs> find it until we wouldn't find it until after right. it was too late to go to church. Right. This was my brother and or my sister would hide one. <laughs> shoe so from me <laughs> and I would get in trouble all the time for never having my shoes yep, together because they did it yeah and and it drove me crazy because I w- purposefully before I would go to bed on Saturday I would make sure my shoes were there because I didn't want to get in trouble again right and I'd wake up and there would be one gone so mean and then they'd always find it in the bottom of the toy chest or somewhere else or whatever and so yeah <laughs> I feel your pain circle k guy your siblings are <laughs> 
Okay. But okay. So they would return them right to his house. But yet when they returned back to Lee's home, like right after the items were just back in the same place on Lee's chest. No. (laughs) Now later, strange symbols showed up around that tenant's home. The Circle K guy. Most common was that of a triangle with a tail. A triangle with a tail. I looked this up everywhere. I could not find anything like a this. Triangle, triangle with, a tail. with a tail. Interesting. They were on every single light switch in the home. They blamed the tenant. He denied it. Said he's never home. Like I said, and, he, and they they believed him because he sounded so sincere. And but soon he announced he was leaving. He's like, nope, I don't want to be here like, anymore. I'm, I'm done with my stuff. Yep. Like yeah. never being where it was. He didn't say. Yeah, he's just like, I'm gone. I'm, like, stop no accusing me of drawing triangles. And <laughs> he said he was gonna be gone by Friday. He was gone by Sunday. Oh, he told him Friday. He's like, I'm leaving, and he's gone that weekend. Oh wow. He packed up he's and like, left. I'm done. I'm, yeah, this um, is insane. Yeah. Now they went back to clean that home again. Debbie went to dust a shelf with little statues on the top of it. Okay. She turned her head really quickly to yell at Bill for to bring a duster. As soon as she turned her head back, all the statues were facing away with from her with their backs. Nope. Nope. That's good. <laughs> freaking crazy now back in the rental home again weeks later they went to prep the home for another rental tenant and things were fine they went through the living room to another but minutes later they went back to the living room where all the furniture was in the middle of the room Ooh, just shoved in the middle of the room interesting now i'm i again i'm kind of going through a lot of this because i don't want to give you all the book but another tenant that had lived there mentioned using and a Ouija board at home. Oh, no, no, no. You crazy tenant. Don't do that, okay? Now, strange things obviously kept happening when they went to check on the empty home again because their tenants were coming in and out. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, like, nope. Yeah. A large cement tiger with red jewels for eyes was sitting in the entranceway as they opened the door. Why? (laughs) This thing was so huge, (laughs) Debbie couldn't pick it up to move it. They didn't own this thing. It just appeared (laughs) out of nowhere. Yes. That's so weird. Right? (laughs) Why? I don't know why the story's making me laugh so much, but it's awesome. It's crazy, right? (laughs) A cement tiger? A big cement tiger (laughs) with red ruby eyes. Oh, my goodness. Now, the paranormal activity moved dramatically into the home where Debbie, Bill, and Lee, and Bill Sr. were living. From Debbie's own words, some things seemed random while others indicated a type of intelligence or purpose. Items moving, doors shutting by themselves, lights going on and off, and the TV changing channels on its own were just a few of the events that were growing more common. Mm. Now, after they were just experiencing this, experiencing this, they couldn't get rid of it. They decided to move. Okay. They're like, yeah. we need a bigger house anyway. We're <laughs> going to move. We're, we're going to leave we're, this. We're done with yes. this. Let's just fresh start yes and on moving day it got chaotic when packing upstairs they heard a loud crash from downstairs and found all the cupboards in the kitchen had been ripped off their hinges not fallen off ripped Ripped. because there were shards of wood everywhere oh my gosh then they heard a crash from upstairs the windows in the bedrooms were blasted from the inside what all the windows in the bedroom so crazy and trigger warning 
Okay. They left their pit bull German shepherd mix in the yard of their oh. old house while they took everything over to their new house mm-hmm. and would get her in the next morning. When they returned, they found something dreadful. The pup had been either pushed or pulled by a very strong force through the four inch gap of their wrought iron fence and had severed the dog in two. Oh my gosh, the poor puppy. So it became violent. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's a poor doggy. Poor I know. dog. Yeah, and they were devastated. Oh, a German Shepherd pit bull mix? Mm-hmm. That's a big dog. A big dog. Four inch gap. That's not enough space for no. the puppy. No. Oh, yeah. My heart. I, I need, know. I need to cuddle my dog right now. <laughs> Good thing her little face is He's on my on lap. You. <laughs> Now, things at the beginning were fine in their new home. With one small oddity at first, a picture frame Debbie noticed was just turned around. That was it. She was like, okay, cool. Things are fine. (laughs) Now, Lee, though, her mom, her mother-in-law, wanted to go back to the old house to plant flowers. She thought that the house, just the yard needed pretty flowers. Okay, so everybody, all four of them moved into the new house. All four moved into the new house. Lee wanted to go back and plant flowers. Yes. Because no idea. She just really are wanted they to. Are they renting the old houses? I mean, because there's multiple houses. I'm going to guess they were. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Or okay. they, they're going to sell it at some point. Yeah. So okay. they thought because they were outside, mm-hmm. things were going to be, okay. be okay. So and Debbie and Lee. The house. They're yeah. outside the house. No, but something happened to the dog. So we know that the Jen is outside the it house. It could be anywhere. Yeah. Mm. Debbie and Lee went back. And as Lee was planting her flowers, Debbie witnessed Lee basically fly into the air as if an invisible force kicked her. Whoa. Then as Debbie ran to Lee, they felt something hit them. And they looked up and they noticed small pebbles flying at them out of nowhere. Whoa. They took cover and the raining pebbles lasted for about a minute. But then it stopped. Debbie picked up one of the little pebble rocks and it was cold to the touch. Okay. Came out of nowhere. Pebble storm, done. They weren't, it wasn't hail? No, because it was only over them. And it wasn't hail? No. It was like pebbles. Wow, what? Yeah. How is it raining pebbles over them? You're. It's going to get okay. crazier. That, so just, that's one out of, like, okay. One out of many. Hold on to okay. your, your pants, yeah. Okay. So the new house was way bigger than the old home, and Debbie just had their first baby. They Aww, baby. decided to install an intercom system in order to talk to everyone easier because of how big this home was. Mm-hmm. But soon, because there's no cell phones, right? right. But soon, right. in the middle of the night, the intercom started beeping on its own. Static would just start playing out of nowhere and at different volumes. And they could swear they could hear voices as well, but they were undecipherable. Okay, so I get this. We Our house was built in the 80s that we're in right now. So we have an intercom yeah. system in our house. And the Did kids go crazy. The kids mess with it oh, all the okay. time. But like if you weren't expecting it, it doesn't turn on on its own, but the kids will mess, mess with, with it. it. And that it, you hear the static, and you're like, what? Jarring. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Jarring. Yeah. But they weren't messing with it. That's the crazy part. Yeah. No one was touching it. Yeah. They ended up having to take the intercoms down because it was just getting too much for them. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, soon after, this is where it gets insane. Okay. Even more insane. Okay. And here's another reason why i think this might be a gin they found a message on the bathroom mirror it said talk to me 
Oh. Lee had just cleaned the bathroom, went to get fresh towels, and it was written there as soon as she came back. It was written in soap, and they began to grow suspicious of each other. But why would one of them write that? Right. But as you can guess, there were more and more writing on the mirror. Oh. It never happened in front of anyone, though. They would ask it questions, and it wouldn't respond. Yeah. And at first it pretended to be Lee's dead sister, calling it her old nicknames. It called itself like, I forgot her name, but nickname. Okay. Bill Sr. kept asking its name. And at one point it replied with talk or burn. Like it w- it wanted them to talk to them. To oh. The it finally called itself Prince. Prince. <laughs> purple not, not, not rain. Prince. <laughs> purple rain. <laughs> she saw it. She saw my head like start playing it in. <laughs> nodding her head. Um, yeah. No, no, no. Prince. But like I said, so they would they would ask it a question and talk to it. And then it would they would leave out the, the bathroom and uh-huh. then they would come right back in and it was written. Everything was written in like that second. <laughs> oh, yeah. It gets insane. Uh, all right. So they eventually hired a psychologist. They thought of going to the church first, but they wanted to just ensure they weren't crazy, which uh, that's makes, pretty logical. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I get it. The psychologist findings, he felt they were all very truthful, honest, and recommended actually hiring a parapsychologist or a university faculty who taught courses in the paranormal. So remember, this is the late 80s when it wasn't as, you know, internet's not there. It's not as big. It's not as... Right, right, right. You know, so yeah, he's saying, go find somebody because you got some problems. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. they had a priest come. Oh, okay. Priest didn't believe him. Oh, no. Yeah. So that was fun. Now, the second floor was becoming extremely wrecked of their new home. Bill Sr. and Lee's room specifically was torn to shreds. Oh, no. So they moved in with Bill and Debbie. They moved into the same bedroom They're as all Bill in the and same Debbie? room with Bill, Debbie, and the baby. Oh, because no. Because they're just, everything keeps happening to them. But, okay, <sighs> Yeah, dude, that's not yeah, healthy and, and for anybody. I know I'm that jumping around good. a lot, but it's just because I don't want to give everything away. Why don't Bill and Lee have their own place? Because why don't they? Debbie wants to take care of Lee. Okay, and you'll see why what's happening eventually. Okay. But she doesn't want Lee to go away. Bill's sketchy. Bill Senior's sketchy. Right, because he's abusive and cheating yes. and all that stuff. So yeah. we're they want to. They're comfortable all staying in the same room. Well, then kick. Bill Sr. out. And- hey <laughs> Now, the triangle with the tail symbol yes. began to be etched and burned into their walls, floors, and rugs. Dude! What? Yep. And for some reason, the entity hated Lee specifically. Like I mentioned, her clothes were destroyed. Her wallet, driver's license, credit cards were up and missing. Dude! He just took them and like, it, yeah, it's gone. Uh, It was insanity in the home. So they actually ended up hiring person after person to help, but nothing did. Even Lee began to talk to Bill Sr. and Tobresh, which is a dead language made up of Italian and Albanian, thinking that whatever was plaguing them wouldn't understand. But Mr. Entity, this is the nickname that Debbie calls it. Now, from now on, we're calling it Mr. Entity. Mr. Entity. 
he would write on the bathroom mirror in toe brush. So he knew ah! he's he's an ancient. He knows everything. Like, why would you think that wouldn't stop him? OK, I'm coming up with a theory and I haven't read the book, but now I'm kind of thinking that it's Lee. Like maybe Lee has a, a split personality disorder or something. I don't know. I mean, because she's been through so much. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, I don't know. But I mean, they went to a psychologist and. Yeah. So I don't know. And these things that are happening all over, it, she she's frail old woman. She cannot do all what what's happening right now. Oh, weird. Okay. So she also tried Spanish and Italian. And well, duh, if you can understand a dead language, it was going to understand common languages of today. So right. it was responding in Spanish and Italian on the mirror. Now, Lee was constantly tortured by Mr. Entity. Again, knives were left strategically where she sat or slept. Oh, my gosh. Knives. They would have to constantly check around her, her bed, her wherever she sat, areas, wherever she go, just to make sure she was okay. Dude. So, obviously, Lee was the target of all the chaos. Dude, Juanita set this off, that crazy woman. Could be, yeah. They also noticed it hated religious paraphernalia. Okay, so now I see why you think it's a gen. Lee began, uh, Lee being very religious, had sacred objects all over, and they would find Catholic her Catholic saint statues with their heads ripped off or <gasps> shattered, crosses turned upside down, etc. On the mirror one day, Mr. Entity wrote, The Bible is God's fairy tale. Ah! When Lee went to get holy water from a church, the mirror stated, holy water is God's piss. Oh, my God. He did not like religious things. No. And not just affects were manipulated, but animals as well. Oh, no. Stop at, messing with the animals, yep. Mr. Entity. At one point, crows bombarded their house at specific hours of the day. Dude. Usually around 6 p.m. And they would expect it so much that they would watch the crows um, come and shatter their mirror, like just dive bomb their house. Dude. And then right after they're done, they knew what to do. They go out and clean all the dead crows off of their lawn. Dude. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. They're like, oh, here come the crows. Yeah. It must be six o'clock. six o'clock. Crows are here. Oh my gosh. Then they had rats flooding their home and their walls. Thankfully that didn't last long, but they would hear scratching Dude. and then they would be like, what is that? And then rats would be everywhere. Gross. No, thank you. Mr. Entity would also travel with them to different locations. Like I mentioned before, they would go to restaurants and when they returned home, things would be waiting for them, such as the waiters or waitresses, name tags, silverware, etc. Or even Lee would look away from her food, look back down and a huge bite would be taken from it. Dude. <laughs> when shopping. Things randomly showed up in their shopping cart or go missing. Ah. When they went to check out in one occasion, they found 25 steak knives in their cart. The cashier <laughs> asked, <laughs> yeah, the cashier was like, are you uh. planning to buy all of those? And Lee was super embarrassed. And she said, oh, I, I don't know how they got in there. But they knew. <laughs> they knew yeah, what happened. They knew. Yeah. Crazy Jen. So real quick, I'm going to show Angela some pictures. I love pictures. So Debbie documented this as much as she could. Yeah. There's the knives in her bed. That was Lee's bed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're all like pointing at each. How many knives are there? I don't know, but there's a lot. So. Dude. And then that's the mirror that would always be written on in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Like a big X on it. Yeah, but she, he would always write in it. Symbols. Okay. Look at the bed. It was still moving what? when this photo was taken. 
What? Okay, so the bed is like rocked up on two of its legs. That's crazy. And she caught it on, on camera. The side. Oh my Things gosh. Things are left everywhere. Do they have pictures of the um the triangle with the tail? Oh yeah, they're everywhere. I can show you that okay. eventually here. Yeah, there you go. Ah, weird man. It was left okay, in baby every powder situation. Spray paint. Oh my god. Carved. Carved. Yeah. That's crazy. Always destruction every day in their house. Oh my gosh. To keep the torture up, the family would start to smell awful things in their home. Rotten food, feces, and sulfur were common. Oh. They would hear whispering all around them and sometimes their names being called from other rooms when the family was all together and the doorbell would ring 24-7. Oh no. Throughout the late 80s, they invited, again, so many more people to help. Shamans, priests, psychics, etc. She goes into so much detail about these specific people coming over. Dude. Mr. Entity would jeer and talk smack about them in the mirror before and after and mock everybody who came. Dude. But then <laughs> the Moffats heard about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, yeah. Go Warren. <laughs> They were visiting California for some specific meeting, and Debbie asked if they could come to their home, and they obliged. <gasps> Strangely, Mr. Entity remained quiet about the Warren's visit. Right when they got to their home, a box of toys slid across the floor to block Lorraine. Oh, and she was scared of Lorraine. Yeah, Debbie was very surprised by this because they never saw things moving. They would just see them already moved. Moved, yeah. So this was actually new to new. her. Lorraine, oh, the Warrens listened to their case, and Lorraine ex examined the home. Dog. Dog. <laughs> Always. Now, Lorraine, when after she examined everything, believed that what was haunting them was a very powerful ancient demon and one of the most intelligent demons she had ever encountered. The next day, they interviewed each family member alone. Debbie said that she was not afraid of Mr. Entity. It had never hurt her. And she had a feeling that it wasn't after her, but Lee alone. So Debbie didn't get any malevolent. Right. Right. It's just going after Lee. Yeah. And that intrigued the Warrens. They mentioned that each needed to attend church weekly and all needed to be baptized. Debbie's son, Jamie, wasn't so wasn't. So they planned to go to a church with a priest that the Warrens were friends with. They also mentioned they needed to complete a rite of provocation in the home. Mm -hmm. okay. Later, when they did this, it seemed as if Bill Sr. was possessed and even confronted Ed Warren. Oh. He, it's crazy how they explain how he looked. It was just not him. It was creepy. And as he approached him, Ed told him he held a holy relic and that he couldn't hurt him. But Bill Sr. replied with, I will bite off your hand, chew it, and that piece of wood up and spit it in your face. Dude. And then that was it. He went back and sat down and then he don't he doesn't remember any of that. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Now, after visiting the church, the Warrens apologized and said they couldn't do anything else for the Moffats and recommended an exorcism. A priest was to come over to the following Sunday to perform it. But Bill Sr. told Lee that if she allowed an Episcopalian priest to perform a religious rite in her home, the Catholic Church would excommunicate her. They argued and argued, and when the priest came and knocked at the door, the, her in-laws, Debbie's in-laws, refused to open the door and let him in. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Debbie was so sad and furious and embarrassed that they had to turn away this priest without any explanation to him. 
all the religious paraphernalia the Rorns gave them disappeared or were thrown into the pool by Mr. Entity. So, okay, here's the thing. Bill Sr. was possessed. Yes, he was the one that yes. was possessed. And he's the one convincing, oh, we can't do the exorcism because why would they listen to him? That's so upsetting. Yes. Uh, and I'm doing that thing where I add an uh to the end of everything. Because uh. it's frustrating. <laughs> but you get the sense of this, right? Yes. You see and I'm not going to give anything away, but just a heads up. Just Bill Sr., man. Bill Sr. Yeah. is crazy. He He's is. the one doing all this. I'm not going to give it away, but just okay. heads up. He does have a, a bigger role at play. Yes. They okay. think he has a bigger role in this. Okay. Yeah, and then Mr. Entity, when the the Warrens left, again, usually he would mock people. Yeah, Like all the people coming in. He didn't say anything about the Warrens. Interesting. So he's scared of the Warrens. He knows that they're legit. Yeah. Their usual haunting phenomenon continued after the Warrens, and even Mr. Entity communicated that it would never harm Debbie, their baby, or anyone else except Lee. Dude, it's Bill. It's his new way of torturing his wife. Ah! It would claim that Lee was promised. Okay, so here's the fun part. Okay. It would claim that Lee was promised as a blood sacrifice and wouldn't leave them alone until it had Lee. Now. Oh, what? So, Mr. Entity would communicate a lot with Debbie, right? Through the bathroom mirror. Right. He wrote to her all the time. And she thought it helped evade its other more elaborate mischief at Lee if she right. kept talking. Right, if she kept talking to yes. him. Yes. She's taking Mr. Entity's energy. Exactly. And attention away from Lee. So Got Mr. It. Entity went on to tell Debbie the story about the 1600s. He says, or it says, it was conjured by monks in a monastery performing black magic. They mm. promised a blood sacrifice to it, a nun... Who was a previous <gasps> incarnation of Lee. Oh, what? But an abbot caught word and promised a monk forgiveness if he would tell the, uh, of the other monks that were involved. He did. And they were severely punished. And the nun was spared. Mr. Entity still wanted Lee because he claimed she belonged to him. But strangely, Mr. Entity brought Debbie gifts, rocks, pictures, jewelry, and other small things. Uh Uh-oh, Debbie. So even though Debbie knew she thought it was pure evil and wanted Lee dead, she never feared it. Because he's not after her. Oh, man. So I'm not going to dive into any more of this because, again, I really don't want to ruin the book. And and then that would be, I'd get in trouble. So read the book. (laughs) in trouble. Unwelcome, the true story of the Moffat family haunting written by Debbie Moffat. Again, there's a lot of things and details I left out because I... And they're probably important, but I just, again, you should read the book. Right. Now, let's me revisit why I think the Moffats could have been haunted by a djinn. Okay. Now, Lorraine Warren claimed the entity was ancient, right? Yes. Djinn are ancient beings. They're very ancient, yes. Mr. Christian. Yes. Mr. Entity wrote to Debbie regarding the monks. Okay. That was a little iffy because you're trying to do a blood sacrifice. But there's a research paper out there, which I'm going to post a link to the title in our in our, um, our show link notes, that is entitled Human Sacrifice and Witchcraft Ritual, A Need for the Anti-Witchcraft Law. Yes. People wrote about anti-witchcraft law. That's crazy. <laughs> 
but they state witchcraft is an agreement between a sorcerer and an evil jinn or devil. <gasps> okay. Which stipulates that the Sahir commit certain legal or polytheistic actions in return for the Satan's assistance and obedience and fulfilling Sahir's request. Sahir is a sorcerer. Right. So jinn and the devil or demons are commonly interchanged like i said before right yes and i see and the fact that it was speaking that ancient aramaic dead language oh right? that's uh, well no um yeah so that was lee and bill senior but that were speaking he, that language Tobrush, but the, but Tobrush, but the jinn it. understood it though. exactly yeah so he understands all dead languages too yeah yeah well i mean if he's he's ancient yeah <laughs> Now, again, he was this entity, Mr. Entity, was intelligent, right? So yeah. he could move things. He could carve things. He was able to manipulate animals. He gave gifts to Debbie. Yeah. Right? Okay. He's able to manipulate space and time. Right. That's a gin. That's a gin. <laughs> That's way more extensive than a poltergeist. Yes. yes. Ex exactly. Right? Um. And you don't hear about demon hauntings a lot. It's usually when you hear about a demon, it's it's a possession, right? But right, this yeah. is just messing. I mean, he did possess Bill. He did. For he a started. Bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I again, I'm not going to ruin any of that. So you read the book about it, okay? Okay. But um, it's not 100% evil in my mind because if it's not going to hurt everybody, yeah. And, and she would go in. I didn't talk about this debbie would go into the bathroom telling him to leave them alone that's why it's not he's that he wrote he's like i'm not going to hurt you guys i'm just after the one person just after lee she was which doesn't make sense to demons because they would they yeah they're they're to collect souls yeah they're and, gonna yeah. mess with everybody yeah not just cool. the one you know so yeah i think jinn have more sway so why did the jinn not follow lee until after Dominica's death. Yeah, that's that is interesting. So I'm maybe it so found her. Did Juanita? I think Juanita bring conjured the, it. Conjured the gen while she was trying to do maybe her yeah. protection spells or whatever. But or she the got, Ouija board or the Ouija. Oh. Anything could have go. Oh, there's a soul there that I need. But okay, yes. But the Ouija board though that happened after the gen had already been that's haunting true. them. So that, that's true. Actually, yeah. Interesting. So Juanita could have been doing something and opened up a portal. Man, yeah. that is a crazy story. Yeah, and it's, I didn't even, I, I just scratched the surface. Yeah. There's so much more to this that I don't want to tell you. That is you. like terrifying. Yes, exactly. So like I said, though, this will be a movie eventually, uh -huh. which is cool. Yeah. Um, and not many people know about this. I'll I actually read the book before the movie happens. Yes, do so. Because the ending, you'll understand what happens. And um, spoiler alert, Mr. Energy does go away. Oh, okay. But he's not like gone, gone. He's probably, if he's no. a gen, he's out there he somewhere. He could be anywhere, yeah. But he's doesn't, he leaves the family alone and you'll see why and you'll understand why. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is insane. And I heard about this book when um, I listened to The Paranormal Al Almanac. It's another po podcast that's awesome. So, hey, Paranormal. Par I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I should say those words. Paranormal Almanac. Um, yes. It's awesome. And the host that does that, he actually lives out in Burbank. So, hey. Well, hey. Um, but yeah, so check out the book. It's, it's I got it on Amazon. I get everything okay. from Amazon. But there you go. So, Jin, it's crazy. If you don't, don't think it's a genie, please. It's not. I'm a genie in a bottle. <laughs> Gotta rub me the... I know. I already sang that. I love that. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, that's insane. So we got one more thing. And this is funny because now you understand why I hate this movie. Oh, okay. Before we get to this movie that we don't like because it's wrong. (laughs) We got to do our little plugs. So if you guys enjoyed this episode or have any stories that you may have encountered with any gins or anything, we want to know. We want to hear about it. So please please email us at the ominous stitch at gmail.com. Let me say that again because I was laughing through it. The ominous stitch at gmail.com. You can also jump over to podbean.com and check out any show notes. I'm sure Nicole will post some pictures and see anything from this episode or previous episodes that you just may want to revisit. There's also a little button in the upper right-hand corner that you can click on that says become a patron. Patrons are how we run this show and how we can keep this going for you guys. So we would very much like to increase our patron army. In return, we will send you things. We will give you shout outs. We have patron exclusive episodes. We will be doing some more very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, you can also reach out to us on any of our social media platforms. We want to connect with you guys. We want to talk to our stitchers. We want to talk more about all these crazy things that are happening. Jen, crazy, man. man. Oh, okay. I think that was all the plugs. Yes. Good job. Okay. Now it's movie time. episode's movie review is Wishmaster. Wishmaster. Released in 1997, IMDb rating of 5.8 stars in the synopsis. A demonic djinn attempts to grant its owner three wishes, which will allow him to summon his brethren to Earth. Okay, Wes Craven, you obviously didn't do your research on what djinns are. Okay, I thought this was <laughs> Wes Craven too, but it doesn't say Wes. It says it on the poster. Yeah. The director. It says on the poster right. and then it says on the, the movie, right? The movie, but yeah. it says the director is Robert Kurtzman. Oh. How does that work? Did he like produce it? It just says Wes Craven presents. Oh, and so this okay. is where I got mad because all night last night I was trying to prepare for this. Yeah. And I was like, let me look at Wes Craven movies. If you look at Wes Craven movies, Wishmaster is not one of them listed. Okay. So that makes way more sense. Right. Because I was like, ooh, this is our first Wes Craven movie. And, and it's I was not excited. A I'm like, <laughs> No, this I is like, it's like a B movie. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know where Wes Craven comes into this movie because in, even in IMDb, IMDb, the director, like I said, is Robert Kurtzman. The writer is Peter Atkins. There's nothing on IMDb that mentions Wes, Wes Craven. Craven. So tell sneaky, me. Sneaky, sneaky. Who did that? They paid for his name or something? I don't know. Is it spelled correctly? Yeah. They're being super misleading here. Seriously. Oh, it makes me dislike it even more. Right? Okay. So how is Wes Craven? <laughs> he is the executive producer. Oh, So okay. he just paid for he it. He paid for it. Wes Craven, you should have invested your money in that better. That is very, <laughs> it's very sneaky. He, he Maybe he owed somebody a favor. <laughs> I don't know, because it doesn't feel like a Wes Craven Not movie. at all, not at all. So hey, heads up on that. And it's funny when you see, um, like if you're looking for Halloween movies, like if I like I do, I try to watch one a day in October. Yes, That's my goal. Do. I watched this a couple years ago. And Wishmaster is one of those top list of movies. Yeah. And then there's also uh, like a Wishmaster 2. They made a sequel. They made a sequel yeah. out of this terrible movie. But anyway, yeah. this is the 90s, guys. So if you have not seen Wishmaster yet, 
It was made again, 1997. It's a very 90s movie. It's got a it's lot. It's a very 90s movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool because it does have cameos of cool horror people. So you've got Freddy Krueger actor, Robert England. Oh, yeah. You've got Candyman. Yes. Which was yes, weird. Yes, yes. A very weird cameo. And I think there's someone else that I forgot. But um, it tries so hard to be like a cool, creepy movie. And it just, for me, it, it just flopped. Yeah, it just, it felt like a B-movie. Yes, a, a B-horror movie. Yeah. If you like B-horror movies, then this is your movie. Yeah. You know, but um, again, it, it paints this picture of Jin being a wish thing, but it's an evil way, like Angela said at the beginning of the podcast. Um, if, if you, like it says, if you give whoever opens or finds this Jin, if you do three wishes, hell basically unleashes on earth yeah then then it unleashes their kind and they're able to come back the 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 jinn's power only exists through wishes right so every time somebody makes a wish it becomes more it obviously like turns that wish into something evil and demonic and it's a way for him like like for example somebody is dying because you know they're injured they're hurt and so he's like, I can make that pain go away. And then he's like, yes, please make the pain go away. So he kills him. Obviously, you knew you're walking yourself uh, into that one, dude. It reminded me a lot of the the story, the monkey's paw. Yeah. The monkey paw. Because, you know, it's you you make wishes on this monkey paw. But it's that whole old adage, be careful what you wish for. Because if you don't word it right, it's going to come right back at you. It's going to come right back at you. And, and you're going to get the opposite of what you really wanted or right. expected. Which yeah. I love the the spoiler, which one I, I always think of. It's like when you're asking for money, right? So one of yeah. the jeweler guys was like, I want a million dollars and I'll tell you the address of, you know, and he's yeah. like, done. And, obvi- and then you go and you pans to his mom. And she dies in a plane wreck <laughs> she dies so in that a plane. he gets his yeah. money. She, she listed him as a beneficiary. So yeah. he's dead. Oh, she's dead. And yeah. so it's just that kind of silliness. And then there's like a couple jump scares I don't know. And the, the overacting of the the main actress, she's yeah, hilarious. She's, she's very annoying. And like the whole like, <laughs> you've got to be silent or calm. Still, still, stillness. Stillness. Yeah. Stillness. 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 She's stillness. A, oh, yeah. She's a basketball coach and she's smoking like nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And the whole like story of like her best friend. Should she date him? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And then. But I don't know. I mean, the way that she got herself out of it, the wish, I guess, was clever. She finally made like she a clever wish. Yeah. Wish. Clever but witch. But see, <laughs> even then, like, I feel like it would still, he would be able to manipulate it. Like, oh, he's not drunk, but then he slips on something and he hits the thing and it knocks everything and it starts all over again. Like, right? there could have yeah. been a loophole in that, but yeah. no, in the movie, it's not. So yeah. I, I thought that was dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. He would have made a loophole for it. But I think they were just like, it's time to it's end, time to end it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best way to end it that yeah. we know how to. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it paints Jin in a bad light again. Yeah. It's not a genie, guys. It's not. It's not a genie. They did get the ancient being yes. thing down. Yeah. So when she good. visits the, the lady who knows about her ancient things, she does touch up on actual accurate things. But it's, again, 100, 1001 nights. That's where the genie... Yeah. Title came in. So they don't need wishes to do their mission. No, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what kind of, how many stitches would you give this? We'll (laughs) give it like a 
three. It's not the worst movie. It was okay. <laughs> it's a campy I'm horror sure, movie. I'm sure like in the 90s, I've probably been like, oh, this is scary this is and cool. But yeah, it's like me. Now that we've got technology to yeah. make everything cool. Yeah. And I kept thinking that the main actress, they were trying to get her to look like, um, uh, what is her name? Linda. What is her name? From Sarah Terminator? Connor. Yeah, Sarah Connor. I agree. <laughs> it's a knockoff of her. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like Which that. makes sense because if it's in the 90s, duh, it makes sense. But That's yeah. funny. I give it like a two and a half, I guess. Uh-huh, you went below me. Yeah, this movie is terrible. And I, I, <laughs> I rewatched it. That's the hilarious. I do this for you guys. I, I've watched this already. She puts herself through the pain of watching another. <laughs> terrible movies. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, I love it. Yeah. But yeah, if you've seen it, you know, you don't have to re-see it. And if you've never, don't, don't watch it. Yeah. This one, you can skip this one, guys. Yeah. Or if you, or if you just want something pain, fun, yeah. like, like laughing at a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty There's a lot funny of... to see the demon go through its like stages. Oh, of that's right. Yeah. Life. <laughs> and when he does his, like, he creates the wishes or he turns people into things. That's kind of funny because it's like you get people with like things coming out of them or yeah it's very it's very 90s pre-cgi yes so you can definitely get that campiness of yes you get a lot of costume being real (laughs) and very costume yeah so that's kind of fun yeah that's pretty fun there you go yeah check that out for that fun yay makeup magic yeah well, this is an exciting episode. It was very educational for me because I definitely thought gins were... Gin. Sorry, I keep different. telling you. So gin, gin is, is plural. Yes. It's like deer. Gin. Gin. Just gin. 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 No S. No. Gin. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned a lot about gin and um, it's very... I don't know. This is very crazy. The Moffats. I'm definitely going to read that book because that was insane. It's insane. I want to know more about it, but I'm also terrified to know more about it because I'm like, it's real. Ah, It's creepy. And, uh, you know, you could take it with a grain of salt, but she did include a lot of photos. Yeah. I saw them, people. Those photos are real. Yeah. And, and it's 80s. It's not faked photos. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. I wish she could could have had a video camera on her, but yeah. 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 It's insane. So Very cool. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's it. So until next time, we'll see you, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers. Uh-huh.